0: Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, we're going to be continuing our journey through the Book of Romans. Most of us have been alive long enough to know that life sometimes isn't fair. And some of us can't seem to catch a break while others are blessed with money, opportunities, great families and friends. So why do some people struggle while others seem to have a breeze through life? Does God play favorites? Well, that's our topic today. So join as Rabbi explains God's prerogative and sovereignty. Our message is titled, Is God Truly Fair? And here is Rabbi coming to us from the Rocky Mountains.
1: We're picking up in the book of Romans. We're beginning today in chapter number nine. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. I want to just say in advance, some of the material that I'll be getting into as we move forward in the book of Romans is hard to understand. But let's not let what we don't understand keep us from receiving what we do understand. And what we do understand is that God's word is faithful and true. Now, I'll let you know when we get into some of the more difficult material, but I just wanted to begin to prepare you that we're going to be tackling some theological subjects in our study in the book of Romans, chapters 9 through 11, that many of you perhaps have not been exposed to before. Some of it is hard to understand, but even if it's difficult or hard for us to understand, let's remain faithful to receiving God's word as it is recorded. Hear the word of God. Paul says, I'm telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit. So basically what he's saying here is that his conscience and the Holy Spirit are in agreement and in alignment with what he's about to say next. And he continues, he says, that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart "...for I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ, for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the temple services, and the promises, whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ, according to the flesh, who is overall God bless it forever amen. What is Paul saying here? Paul is saying that he's got a great sorrow and care and sadness and grief in his heart because his kinsmen the Israelites have rejected Jesus by and large. Now some Jewish people believed, but the majority of Israelites, the majority of Jewish people rejected Jesus when he first came. The Bible says in the book of John concerning Yeshua, he came unto his own, speaking of Israel, and his own received him not. This is what Paul is lamenting here. Paul is lamenting the fact that he's looking around at the people that he was raised with, his fellow Pharisees, the religious culture of his day that he was so intricately tied to, and by and large, the vast majority were rejecting Jesus. And he said that both he and the Holy Spirit were grieved and saddened and struck in the soul by this fact. But then Paul begins to dwell more deeply into what is going on. So here's what he says. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. What does he mean by that? Let's think again. Paul says that most of Israel has rejected the Messiah, Yeshua, But then Paul says in the sixth verse, but it is not as though the word of God has failed. In other words, if the Jewish people are God's chosen people, and Paul just got done reiterating that the law came to the Jewish people, and we received the law through the Jewish people. Paul said even the Messiah himself came through the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and was born according to the flesh as a Jew. But Paul said, even though Israel is God's chosen people, the fact that they rejected Messiah does not mean that God's plan has failed. Let me put it another way. Here's how we're going to line it up. This is that question that Paul's going to answer. If Israel is God's chosen people and Jesus, Yeshua, is the one true Messiah... Yet Israel's rejected him. Paul asks, has something gone wrong? This doesn't make sense. The chosen people have rejected the Messiah. This is the problem that Paul's addressing. And he begins by addressing it with a simple statement in verse number six. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, nor are they all children because they're Abraham's descendants but through Isaac your descendants will be named. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. So what Paul is saying here is that, first of all, not all of Abraham's children were the line that the Messiah would come through. And now Paul is going to even clarify that And he's saying, and it's not even all of the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob whom the promise is going to come through. And Paul goes beyond that. He says, not everyone that's born an Israelite or born as a Jew is a chosen individual as it relates to God's elective purpose that results in individual salvation a saying in another way in even simpler terms Paul is saying that not every physical descendant of Abraham Isaac and Jacob not everybody that was born an Israelite or born a Jew is chosen so Paul's saying even though the majority have not received Jesus Paul said that doesn't equate to God's plan failing because not all of them not every Israelite and not every Jew was chosen and elected by the Father for salvation before the foundation of the world. Now, that statement that I just made, I know it's hard to digest. And this is why Paul's going to take all of Romans 9, 10, 11 to answer and to fully address what I just said. If you'll listen to what he says, if you'll simply open your heart to only receive what is written you'll be able to come to a whole new level of revelation. And in coming to this new level of revelation in regards to the doctrine of election or God choosing individuals to be his sons and daughters, even as he chose Israel out of all the peoples of the face of the earth to be a separate people, if you can receive this, it will greatly strengthen you in being secure in your relationship with God. All I'm asking you to do is not to believe me, but to simply receive the word. So let's continue on. So Paul said, But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. But through Isaac, so it was Abraham and not all his children that the promise was going through. But the promise upon Abraham went through the line of Isaac. Through Isaac your descendants shall be named. And then he continues, that is, it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. Continuing, verse nine, the Lord says, for this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but there was Rebekah also when she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac. So what Paul is showing here is that Isaac, through Rebekah, was going to bear twins. But the twins, though both coming through Isaac's seed and through his wife Rebekah, did not both have the same favor on them. God's favor was on one of the twins, but not the other. So listen. Listen. And not only this, but there was Rebecca also, when she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac. For though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose, according to his choice, would stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls, it was said to her, the elder will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. The rabbi will be right back, so please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. Discovering the Jewish Jesus could not accomplish its mission without partners like you. Together, we are preparing men and women for the soon return of Jesus. So please stop by our website to give a one-time donation or to partner with us on a monthly basis. Through your simple act of generosity, you are making an impact. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now with the conclusion of today's message, here is Rabbi Schneider. Let's
1: go back and try to think this through. Paul is making the point that God's favor is not on everyone. Even as the Lord said to Israel, you have I chosen to be a people for myself out of all the peoples on the face of the earth, not because you were great in number, but because I was keeping the oath that I swore to Abraham and because I loved you. So too, what we're seeing is the same God that chose Israel out of all the peoples on the world. This same God is choosing individuals for a special sonship relationship with him. You see, God called Israel his son. God didn't choose the Amalekites. He didn't choose the Amorites. He didn't choose all the otherites, but he chose Israel. Did that make him unfair? No, because God can choose who he wants. And God said he didn't choose Israel because they were great. In fact, God said they were a stubborn and a stiff-necked people. God chose them, not based on who they were, but simply because of who God is. What Paul is showing us here is in the same way at the present time, God has a chosen people. And those whom he has chosen are not chosen because there was something better in them even as there was not something better in Israel compared to the other peoples of the world. The only thing that was better about Israel was what God made them to be. And so listen again, Paul is now bringing this argument logically forward by talking about Isaac and Rebekah. Rebekah has twins, Jacob and Esau. And now Paul says that God made the statement in the Torah before the twins were even born Paul's whole point is, is that God is going to make a declaration over their lives before they're even born. And then Paul continues, he said, neither had yet done anything either good or bad. And yet before they were born, neither have done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose, according to his choice, might stand, not because of works, not because there was something in one of the twins that wasn't in the other. It was said to her, the elder I loved, Esau I hated. So listen once again. And not only this, but there was Rebecca also. When she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac, for though the twins were not yet born and had not done anything good or bad so that God's purpose, according to his choice, would stand not because of works, In other words, not because of anything they were going to do, not because of something that had to do with one of them being better than the other. Paul said rather so that it would depend on God's purpose and his choice in verse 11. It was said to her, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I loved and Esau I hated. Now, if some of you were able to hear what I said, there probably is arising in some of you, Something in your heart that's rising up and saying that's not right, that God would choose one and not the other. Listen to the next verse. What should we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. Paul is saying God chose Jacob and he didn't choose Esau. Some argue, well, he knew what they were gonna do. God made the choice to choose Jacob and not Esau, Because God knows the future and he knew what they were going to do. That's why he chose Jacob and not Esau, but beloved one. Let's open up our heart to the word of God. Paul is trying to communicate the exact opposite of that. He was saying that God made the choice before they were born, neither having done anything good or bad. Not because God has foreknowledge of what they're going to do, but rather Paul said it was because it would be based on God's choice, his purpose rather than on man's goodness. So Paul said it was said he's going to choose one and not the other that were dependent verse 11 according to his choice and not because of works. See, beloved, if if Paul would have been saying God chose Jacob because he knew Jacob would want the blessing because remember Jacob wanted his father to bless him and he deceived his father and stole the blessing from Esau and so some would say, well, God knew that Jacob was so hungry for God, that's why he chose him, where Esau didn't care. But beloved, Paul is absolutely making the point it had nothing to do with Jacob's goodness or Esau's lack of goodness. Because Paul says here, it was not according to them doing anything either good or bad. It's not by works of righteousness, which we do, but according to his mercy. If Paul would have been saying that God God made the choice because he knew that Jacob was gonna want the blessing, then no one would object. No one would say that wasn't fair. But because Paul's saying it had nothing to do with the individual or what lie within the individual of Jacob or Esau, but it only had to do with God's sovereign choice, that's when people object that God's not fair, that he would choose one and not the other. And this is why Paul says here, what should we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. He continues on, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. In other words, Paul is saying, God can be kind to who he wants to be kind to. If God wants to show grace to Jacob and not to Esau, that's God's prerogative, he's God. So Paul says again, in other words, people are saying that's not fair that God would choose Jacob and not Esau. Paul's answer to that is, what, you think he's unjust? God is God. Verse 15, God can show mercy on whom he wants. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then Paul continues, so that it does not depend on the man who wills, or on the man who runs. It's not dependent on man, it's dependent on God, but on God who has mercy. For from him and through him and to him are all things. God is sovereign. That's exactly what I'm telling you, beloved ones. Like it or not is exactly what the Word of God is teaching us here. Listen to what Paul said again, verse 16. So that it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. God can show mercy to whom he wants to show mercy. That's his prerogative. Listen, if I had 100 people in front of me and... None of them had earned anything from me. None of them had worked for me. I didn't owe any of them a nickel. 100 people lined up in front of me. And I just went up to one of those 100 people and gave the one a $100 bill just because I wanted to, saying, you know what, I just want to bless you. And I gave the one out of the 100 a $100 bill. Would I be guilty for not giving the other 99 $100 bill? No, because none of them deserved it. It would have just been my grace that gave the one $100 bill. It's the same thing with salvation. All of humanity is guilty before God, but God in his mercy elected to choose and save a remnant. And beloved, that is you and I. And the only thing left for us to do is not to argue with him, but to get on our knees and thank him.
0: You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And you know, Jesus said that we did not choose him He chose us. And if you love Jesus and you know Him today, it's because He chose you. And once we grasp a hold of that truth, it really will transform our lives. And when the Holy Spirit speaks over us and reminds us that God's chosen us to be a part of His family and that this world is not the end, it gives us everything we need to face the day and to face this journey of faith. And if you'd like to share the hope that you've been given today with someone in your local listening area or even someone around the world that you may never meet, then please partner with us. Your faithful giving enables us to keep this program on the air and to explain more about what your partnership means to us. Here is Rabbi once again.
2: I hope you've noticed that when it comes to raising finances for the ministry so that we can continue to proclaim God's Word around the world, I really strive to not manipulate and to be clean. So the truth is today that it cost us a lot of money to be able to broadcast on television, YouTube, and all the other media outlets that we're releasing God's Word through, as well as the traveling that we do around the world. And I can't do it, beloved ones, without your continued help and financial support. This is the way God ordained it to be. John said in one of his letters that men that are preaching the truth are worthy of the support the financial support of the church so i want to thank you for sending me out and i also want to encourage you beloved to know that when you support the gospel with your finances there is a reward that will come back to you because everything that we sow into the kingdom comes back pressed down good measure and running over into our lap thank you for your love and your financial support
0: To partner with us right now, let me invite you to go to our website and give. You'll find all the details online about how you can give a monthly gift along with instructions on how you can automate your gift each month when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also call 800-777-7835 or simply text the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. As our way of saying thank you for your monthly donation, we'll send you the latest copy of our insightful and encouraging newsletter, along with Rabbi's message of the month. And if you sign up as a new monthly partner, we'll send you an additional gift of appreciation, an authentic shofar that's handcrafted in Israel. And this beautiful instrument will be a tangible reminder of your commitment to serving in God's kingdom. And we would love to send it to you and then don't forget we're celebrating purim the feast of lots until nightfall tonight this joyous feast celebrates the biblical story of the rescuing of the jewish people from the hand of the evil haman and it's found in the book of esther and if you want to learn more about other feasts or messianic content, then make sure to visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing. In the
1: Old Testament book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. Yahweh Yair Yahweh The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom.
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. So be sure to join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider explains why God is God. That's coming up Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.